Welcome back to the Nerdy Merc, where you will find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, and I am the Nerdy Merc. Like the podcast, subscribe, and make sure you leave a five-star review. We are doing a different kind of show today. We're doing a kind of a live format show on location at Grayskull Collectibles. Now, I talked about this last week, said I was super excited about doing this. I'm interviewing the owner, Terrence Monsey. We're going to go over his... Uh, you can go ahead and say hi. Hey, what's up? <laughs> We're going to go over uh, uh, some of his artwork. We're going to talk about him a little bit. And then really special thing I'm going to do today is, is a couple of YouTube videos where we're going to show the like the contents of the store. I'm just going to show you what kind of fun place this is. And uh, we're going to have uh, Mr. Muncie go over his artwork with us. So uh, real quick, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I was born. I was born. You were born? Yeah. Okay, I think most of us can probably say that. <laughs> okay, was there anything that happened after you were born? Like, <laughs> I like toys. Tell us about your child. Like, where were you bo- well, first off, where were you born? I was born in Harlan, Kentucky, 1974. In Harlan, Kentucky? Yep. Okay. And tell us a little bit about your childhood. Uh, like, first off, is Harlan, like, I'm assuming it's kind of a, probably a smaller <laughs> town since I've never heard uh, of it. There really wasn't nothing. I mean, you had a five and dime gas station. There was no Walmart, Kmart, or anything like that. Sounds like a town uh, I grew up in. Yeah, like the, one stoplight, one of everything, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, thirteen people in the town, and yeah. the cow was your uncle. That kind of <laughs> stuff. Yeah, um, I uh, never had a bike. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I always had to, you know, go up mountains and stuff. So it was. Uh, and toys were uh, back then. You know, when you started getting to play with toys and stuff, uh, it was like right around time GI Joe. You know, Masters of the Universe stuff come out, and the five and dime stores would get them. I would be just connected with that plastic. You know, I had to have it, and uh, I think that's. Uh, I was really big into comics too, but down there you didn't really get a lot of comics. You had to go to the local drugstore, and if they had something, um, you know, you were lucky to pick it up. And one of my first issues was Uncanny X Men two hundred nine with Wolverine on the cover, and that, I'm trying to imagine two hundred nine. I think it's if I remember correctly, it's the one with a. Uh, um, he's in the body shop with Spiral. It's all done by Barry Windsor Smith. If the number's wrong on there, I'm sorry, nerd people. I just no, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, but that was been, my first comic. There's been a few hundred X Men, so yeah. And then I was <laughs> like, uh, um, I just loved to draw. You know, and that was one of my things. I never was an out outside person. I never really fished. I never did any of that stuff. I just wanted to stay and draw. Right. So, well, uh, so how old were you before you realized that you were that you were good at drawing? That it was it was way later on, but um, I always had the ability to draw because my uncle uh, Mike, who passed away a few years ago, he he was a painter. My father was a painter. Um, I was an illustrator, so I just thought you know them draw stuff, and I watched them draw and watch them draw, and I I got better than them. Now, when you say painter, like you know, painting on canvas, yeah, that's yeah, what they you're would talking about, not on just canvases painting a wall of a room. Or yeah, something. okay, no, like painting canvases and stuff. Okay, like no, you said something. Uh, you, you said they were painters. You were an illustrator. Uh, describe the difference. Illustrator is uh, somebody who just sketches and inks and like comic book art. Okay, I didn't really want to focus on the paint side of it because they were doing it. So I just wanted to kind of be my own thing. And comic books was my way to get into that, and cartoons and sci-fi TV and all that stuff like that. So that was my. My biggest thing, you know, I wanted to make that world around creating toys is the reason why I draw today is called the toys. Because toys, not my father and my uncle being a painter, it's just because toys gave me the imagination to create. And, you know, that's where I, boom, I jumped from it, you know, and it just excelled in it. And I 
realize, you know, in my high school year, you know, I've got enough talent to maybe break it into the industry. At that time, it was pretty easy to break into the industry. Um, like today, you have to be a digital artist. Or, yeah, cause, I mean, back then it was all still on paper yeah, or on a medium, and, you, and, 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 and now sit, people sit just do it all with computers. Uh, and wait for one of the editors to come in and see you outside, hoping they would pick you up for just a one-shot or something. Yeah, that was the dream. But um, I did have the, this is a true story, um, 90s. End of 1991, I do believe. I can't remember what year it was, but uh, it was right before my son was born. Um, they had a comic book called Union for Image Comics, and they were doing a uh, uh, submit your artwork to draw a Union comic book. Mm -hmm. And my friend Grant, who's passed away now, um, he was an inker and I was a penciler, so it was like we were the best tag team you could possibly have. And we were like, we did this little five-page story and sent it off to Wildstorm or whatever they called it at that time, or Image, Jim Lee's company. And okay. we actually had a submission letter that came back that says, hey, we like your style. We don't know what we're going to do with it yet, but we'd love to have you come out and work for us. But Oh, that's kind of cool. I was My girlfriend at the time was eight months pregnant with my son. So it was like, do I up and leave yeah. and leave my child? Uh, and then, oh, so it's one of those things like your art career or your child. And uh, not to be mean or sounding, but I think I would have took the art career now. Just joking, son. <laughs> <laughs> No, I kidding. I love my kid. And, oh, that was good. <laughs> but I think I blew that chance. But I did do a lot of independent uh, comic books through independent company. I don't. There were not bigger kind of like Vision Comics and stuff like that. Out of and I did a uh, uh, Legion Studios out of Hammond, Indiana. Monster. I did some stuff for them. Um, I realized that maybe the art wasn't going to be my. I'd still keep continue to do art, keep collecting toys, and be good at what I do collecting toys. But maybe try some other kinds of art so i started doing um hitting local bands say hey man let me do your dvd cover or let me do your uh album cover or let mm -hmm. me do your uh posters for your show let me do everything t-shirts and, and i got a lot of hits you know i was getting a i mean heck i think i did you know back then it was real expensive to do t-shirt designs but uh like to get them printed but i had done probably 40 50 designs in the late 90s for bands local bands cool. some bands are even famous today you know um that was that was a cool because I got to still continue to do art, and then I realized my love of filmmaking. I figured I'm gonna make movies since the art didn't do where I wanted to go. So I started making my first movies and did really really good really good with those, and still can continue to collect toys and mentor other people on collecting toys and parts and stuff. Now uh, I'm breaking real fast. What yeah. kind of movies? Uh, my first film was a short film called The Shack, and then I made we me and uh, Daniel Head uh, put together a film. And uh, actually, he came in at the end of it to help me, but he was one of the runners on the next film. But I met a uh, hey, writer. Do, um, Brett, well, do one favor. This table is real oh, wobbly, sorry. and like the sound is reverberating. <laughs> like every time you do this, I can hear it in my headphones. I'm like, Got okay, kicked I know off the show already. Look at that. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. So um, um, back to your short. Well, the shack I did. I just wanted to make a movie, yeah. so I went out and grabbed some friends and got some a, a girl online named Stephanie, and she played the main character. There's a lot more to it than just holding a camera. There's a lot more stuff to it, there. and I didn't think I was ever gonna uh, do it. it was, ended up becoming a short, in 22 minutes, and there was a show the following year called Horror Hound in 2007. That was his first Indianapolis horror show. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna sell my movie there, you know, see what happens. You know, it was five dollar movie. It was short. You know, I print took like three or four hundred dollars to print it, a hundred copies of it. You know, who's gonna buy a, a short? I sold every one of them. 
Nice. <laughs> it's like there was no one doing it at the time. I did. I swear. Now, where, where'd you film it at? Here, here in Louisville in and Indianapolis. Okay. So it was like maybe this is the start of something cool. So I took some of that money and and ended up working with a friend of mine, mm-hmm. Daniel Head, who helped me uh, um, do my second, my full length feature film. It was going to be like kind of my my night of living dead. It was uh, called Hell Walks the Earth, and uh, that we started filming it in two thousand eight. Uh, actually, end of 2007, 2008, and we wanted to have it out for the next Horror Hound the following year, and we did. So it took 26 days of filming and, like, 16 locations. I got I had a casting call, and it was turned out really good. I mean, it was, it was one of those things you learn about. When you're in post, you learn about lighting, and when you don't have a lot of good lighting, you're like, well, this sucks, and that sucks, and that sucks, and that sucks. Let's make the film black and white. Now, no one cares about the lighting. <laughs> and that's exactly what we did. And we said, like, you know what? That's going to save our ass. Can I say ass? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Uh, don't it's say PG-13-ish. that PG-13-ish. <laughs> Just don't drop, like, F-bombs. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you told me because <laughs> I can get into okay. that. But uh, Hell Walks Earth was a very, very good success. Uh, I mean, we... Man, we made we sold every copy. I mean, we were out. I mean, it was great. We were the very last minute before the show. We had copies made, and and we went, went up to do. A, I went to do a movie called X with Bobby Easley. And that was my third film, and that took a long time. But in the process of making X, I moved to Florida. I'm like, look, you got to finish it up, man. I'm I want to better my life. I want to get away yeah. from crappy Annapolis. So, so where where would one go to find these? Uh, you can go on Sleazebox uh, Films. To get most of, yeah, all of them. Uh, you might want to be careful with your Google searches on that one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah it, unfortunately, my movies I don't think fit in the sleaze box realm, but they were the only distribution company that picked up my gotcha, films. Gotcha. Okay. Which is okay because they they stream around the world. They get them in Best Buy. They, you okay. know, Chris Woods and uh, Sean Donahue. They actually put those films out there, and I don't do nothing. So they, huh. find it, you know, I, they send me copies. I sell them in my store, which they're available at my store. Huh. So I have all of them here. Uh, I did. And uh, why I moved to Florida, I decided I've got to make another film. I love it too much. And I can still continue to draw, but I wasn't into that point of making a lot of money on drawing. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my my biggest movie yet to date, and it's Bikini Monsters. I mean, this movie is going to cost a lot of money. I I knew it was. Well, yeah, there was a lot, man. I mean, I had to get permits. I had to get insurance. I had to go to a three-week wildlife federation classes just so if i don't step on a bird egg or something like that i'll get sued all kinds of stuff <laughs> oh, man. Wow. and uh, i wish all, it was all the behind the scenes stuff that no one ever thinks yeah, of. yeah <laughs> there's a lot into that movie and i think that was my most expensive movie to date and i mean i had i had i had beaches closed off i had literally had a police officer that let me use a whole beach without you know i told four people's vacations in half i said sorry people you gotta leave this we're using this you know <laughs> Ah, I even had a guy got arrested for uh, because he always walked his dog on that beach and and he wouldn't leave because every day of his life he walked his dog on that beach and I was like sorry man the day we're filming here and like no I walk my dog I was like you got to leave and he wouldn't leave and the cop took him off so sorry buddy I kind of <laughs> sided with the guy that got arrested in this in this case but at the same time it's still kind of a neat, I paid for all the insurance to have that beach yeah, that day so I, get it. I mean hey there's another beach you know yeah. I know it sucks that's the world is you know but that was my my fourth film and. And then, man, I tell you, it was a long road on the last films. I, hey, I got a question. Have you ever thought about doing, like, an animated movie? Uh, Being an artist, I think that 
animation is such a different art style. I, I would like to design the characters and find an animator to do it and then just oh, be the production okay. runner on it and say, hey, this is what my characters look like. This is what I want you to draw. This is how I want them to act. You know, stuff like that. But it's just not my thing. But I would like okay. to find the I, I mean, I have some great ideas. But uh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. But I don't think... Um, to me, personally, drawing animation, it wouldn't be my okay. thing. So it's just not my thing. But I would like to do animation. There's, you know, Adult Swim has a lot of good ways you can get stuff out there and stuff like that. So, hmm. but yeah, as far as that, now the, the artwork thing, I was well, selling. Well, uh, you said you were, uh, like, like you, you were inspired by toys. Toys were the biggest influence of art for me because, and TV shows like Buck Rogers and stuff oh, okay. like that. Because uh, the movies is where you, you take your characters and you're just like, well, what if I had He-Man meet G.I. Joe or Duke from G.I. Joe or Snake Eyes? They teamed up together, you know, they fought Mumra from Thundercats or something. It's just <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Imagination's like there. And look, like they're it. doing comics of that today, you know, so it's like those kids are doing it now too. So but those kids who are drawing it now are paid to do it. They don't really care about the characters. And, uh, but I, I was, back to the, I was selling uh, Bikini Monsters and X for the first time. And I had done four 11 by 17 prints. I found a printing company, which I still use today. And I said, I want to make 20 of each one of these prints and I'm going to try selling them because I, I wanted to dabble back into my artwork. Cause that's, that's, that was my love, you know, besides yeah. movie making and, and toys. I did it. And I, I sold all of them at Horror Hound, you know, days of the dead, Indianapolis. And, uh, sorry, I'm to get closer there, but, uh, um, I knew that was the way to go. And from four prints to 457 designs later, you know, I'm, I'm still doing it. This year has been rough, though. So I've lost like maybe 25 shot, uh, sto- uh, shows because of the because epidemic. Because of COVID. Yeah. yeah. So it, it has hurt financially. My um, store, you know, we do best we can. We're holding on. Um, and I always wanted to have my own toy store because I helped a lot of toy companies growing up, parting stuff together, pieces, and helping their stores. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, real fast, uh, I forgot to mention the address, Grayskull Collectibles, 10059 East Washington Street, right at the intersection of Midhoffer and uh, Washington Street mm-hmm. by Washington Square Mall. The Chuck E. Cheese parking lot. The Chuck E. Cheese parking lot, yeah. yeah. There Penn you go. Penn Station, Popeye's Chicken. So w- when did you open the doors here? Um, <laughs> that's a funny story. Uh, I was in the mall, Washington Square Mall, for a year. Uh, it did... Sorry. We got four minutes. Oh, sorry. And, uh, <laughs> it's moving by fast. Yeah. And uh, um, I decided it wasn't making the money over there, so I moved my shop over here. And in Feb- January, February, I moved everything in here and built everything and put cases up. And March, the day I filled my cases up, that Sunday, I was done. I was about ready to open up on that Monday. They hit a mandate where we couldn't open stores for this COVID thing. Literally, you know, thirty thousand dollars into it. I'm like, you're telling me I can't open my shop. Yeah, you know, that's, this that's is brutal. The, the biggest, you know, right up the, you know, and I, I, I stayed open. I made a lot of people mad. I, I wish I'd, I wish I'd known about you then, because I would have been coming in here and, you know, and giving you my thing. business back then. A lot of my then. friends and followers of what I've done has actually came in during all that mandate stuff and, and helped the store. I, I can't close my store you know I mean, there's too much involved this the state doesn't help me i'm too small to get help and even they tell you all the time about these, these programs who help you with money and all that stuff they don't help me i have bad credit so they're not gonna help me no matter what they say it's not about credit but it is 
And uh, so it's sad. But my shop is still going. We've got this far in COVID year. So let's say 2021 is going to be better, you know. But uh, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? 20, if 2021 is as bad as this year, you might see me on top of building pecking off people, you know. <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't say that. <laughs> All right, I can go back and edit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, got time for a couple more questions. Where do you get all the all your toys from? Uh, everywhere. Um, I pick them up in uh, locations where I go to do shows. I, you know, people bring them in to me. The collections, I sell them. Uh, a lot of it came from my personal stock of over the years of collecting. Um, about fifty percent of it's my stuff, but the rest of it's all brought in. You know, people sell it. I trade it. I pick it up at shows. Um, it's, it's just, I tell people all the time, you know, so you want to make some extra money just bring in your collections and, you know, mm. um, I'm not the highest store. So I'm actually, I'm pretty reasonably priced. I think, uh, I, I kind of go under eBay a little bit. I don't like eBay, but sometimes you have to sell things at the eBay price, but it's a good gauge. It, it is, but I just, I think it, no, people don't see the, the point of it. There's like, uh, too many people bidding on at the end makes it something higher than it is. It isn't that high. You know, it's like a good example uh, Beast Man from Original Masters Universe line. He online, you know, people are selling them anywhere from twenty five to ninety dollars, depending on their conditions. Like, there's that's too big of a spectrum of that. That figure probably is a sixty dollar figure if he stands up and has his whip and has both his arm shoulders, and that's probably where I would sell him at. So, all right, we're getting to the end now. Um, Terrence, I appreciate your time and uh, stick around for uh, or no, don't stick around. Go to my YouTube channel to get a video or to watch a video of me just kind of touring the store and i'm also going to have uh, uh terrence go over his artwork and uh yeah appreciate your time appreciate i your... appreciate it i hope we do it again sometime yeah i hope so too all right it's been fun thanks man yeah you're right, welcome bye. thank you once again we've reached the end of the show and i am the nerdy merc you can reach me at 317-978-NERD that's 317-978-6373. Or go find me at www.nerdymerc.com or by email jeff at nerdymerc.com. You can also find me on the Nerdy Merc on Facebook, YouTube, and all the podcasting sites. At Nerdy Merc on Parlor and Nerdy Merc 79 on Instagram. If you can't tell, I like the brand. Go there, subscribe, follow me, give me a like, tell your friends. Have a great weekend. Nerdy Merc out.